now. Why can we do it that way? And why can we read this text not as, hey, better watch out, better not cry, get your ducks in a row, Jesus is going to come again. No, you read it as the Apostle Paul, who was the Jew and knew this stuff very well, said, you have already died. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Scripture First, the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. It's the first Sunday of Advent, and we hear a text about how no one knows what day when our Lord is coming. But we're supposed to keep awake and be ready. Dr. Chris Krogan joins Adam Guthmiller, Kiri Haugen, and I to explain that Advent isn't a time of preparation, like many of us mistake it to be. Instead, it's a celebration of what Jesus already did for us on the cross, in his resurrection, at our baptism, and in sermons. Jesus' word, God's kingdom, breaks in on us and ends the law's reign over us. It's eternal, and it's forgiving our sins. Let's get to it. Here's Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 through 44. But about that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken, and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together, one will be taken, and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, If the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. And now, on to this week's conversation. Welcome back to Scripture First. We have Dr. Chris Krogan with us this week. Thanks for being here, Dr. Krogan. Thank you. And we just finished Thanksgiving, so I guess that's an appropriate thank you, huh? Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Thankful for you. Yeah, well, that's what I said. <laughs> He's like me. <laughs> Not everybody no, is, like but anyway. <laughs> you know, I've got a few maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so we are in uh, the 24th chapter of Matthew. Yep. It's the first Sunday of Advent, so maybe it might be appropriate, Dr. Krogan, if you could say... Uh, one or two things about uh, what Advent is, yep. uh, what it's not, and maybe how this text relates uh, to it, why we're hearing this text right. in Advent. Right. The season of Advent is often mistaken as a time for preparation. Yeah. Um, and so, because people are in the season of preparation when they're thinking about Christmas and all that kind of hustle. I mean, bustle. they're already, a few weeks ago, they were putting Christmas stuff out in the stores right yeah. after Halloween finished. Right. They're like, Mariah Carey's already on the speakerphone. Yes. They like skipped over Thanksgiving and are already starting Christmas. And so that's hard to ignore. Yeah, it is. 
but what we do often do with preparation is we think of anticipation and anticipation is always what we are expecting and it's most of the time in the law. What are we going to get? Do we get what we deserve, which is a lot of times what people are looking at Christmas and so on and so forth. And so they think Advent is a preparation to get ready for Jesus to come. And that's what often it's mistakenly portrayed as is let's get ready for Jesus. Nope, that's not the case. What Advent is, is it's telling what the stories were being circulated before Christ came and how his coming was an, an event. And so that's what these stories in the whole season of Advent are leading up to, is actually them saying, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Now, guess what? He came. <laughs> it happened. And that's a big piece of what's going to help us think through this text today. And it starts off pretty strong. Um and it says, but about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, mm-hmm. but only the Father. Yep. So um, that you're right. It's very strong. I want us to draw back to actually the verse before this that we don't have on our screen, okay. which is why you didn't see this. But the verse 35 leading up to this is very important because it says in this verse 35 of Matthew 24, it says... Um, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So this is a key setup for what's coming because Jesus is talking about the word and God's kingdom and how it comes in and bears and does something. Mm -hmm. And it's eternal in scope. And so when Jesus says, this is what we remember in John 1, in the beginning was the word. So the word is eternal, which is important. So when God speaks, he doesn't speak in days and hours. Which is why that helps us understand, Kiri, but about that day and hour. Because when we do days and hours, it's always an assessment in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And time, as we've perhaps talked about in the past, but we now will review it, is always something measured in the law. Mm-hmm. And so it's very, Jesus isn't, uh, you know, kind of trying to be confusing or anything like that, or trying to say, hey, um, days and hours matter. It's actually the day and the hour is not the way. Christ's kingdom comes. God breaks his kingdom in eternally, which is going to be an important piece for us because what we'll talk about is how this is called eschatology or the breaking in of God's kingdom into our lives here and now, which is an eternal word on us, not a tick-tock, 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 wait for it kind mm-hmm. of thing. So maybe um, to, to go further with that, Dr. Krogan, why, why doesn't the sun know? Or is that a question that we can answer? Yeah. Well, not only does the sun know, no one not knows. Know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then also says, um, and neither do the angels of heaven, yeah. nor the sun, but only the father. Mm-hmm. And so no one knows because knowledge is always given to us. That is to say, this kind of knowledge that we're talking about here is always given to us in cognition of the law. And so we can't understand this in our world because we can't think outside of the law or outside of time. And so you, no. you, you just, you, you can't imagine yourself outside of time because we're under the law. Time is always in the old kingdom, as we talk about it, in the law. So no one knows, nor does the son of man know. The Son of Man, remember, this is Jesus talking, he is at this moment in time also under the law as he speaks of it because he is actually um, in the flesh and he's about to be crucified. It's, we're at the end of Matthew here. 
and he's headed to, to the cross. And so this is what's happening. He's going to get the whole of the law. And so it's only the father that knows how this and when this is going to play out, but it's also not going to play out in a predictable realm of the law, namely a specific time or day. Mm-hmm. So that's part of what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So we continue. Uh, he uh, begins to uh, draw our mind uh, back to the Old Testament. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the, so will be the coming of man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will the coming will be the coming of the Son of Man. Right. So okay, again. <laughs> You can see where you better watch out, you better not cry kind of Christmas. Um, you better not cry or else you'll be swept away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, Bye-bye. You know, which is what we often do with Advent um, or coming leading up to Christmas. We, we actually bring um, Santa Claus in and he's the Moses for us. He's the enforcer. He's the enforcer, yeah. yep, in the law. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so we'll we'll read it this way and be like, oh, yeah, we better start preparing ourselves. So what is happening here is this is actually a wrathful word. Mm-hmm. And what people don't um, often want to associate with Jesus, especially in the manger, is that his wrath actually has to come first. That is to say, you have to be named a sinner. You have to be convicted of sin mm-hmm. in order to receive what it, what it is that he's to bring. So this is not a surprise that... What Jesus is saying here, as in the days of Noah, people were oblivious to their sin. That's what this whole thing is saying. They were worried about meeting their own needs, which is why they're eating and drinking, giving in marriage and being married, all that kind of stuff, because it's just the way they were fulfilling their own needs, desires, satiated. This is not um, uh, something that you can avoid, actually. None of us humans, none of us as God's even chosen ones, can avoid being apocalypsed by the law. It must happen to us. We will be surprised. If you think you can avoid it, this is what Saul is on the road to Damascus, right? This is David with Nathan coming. This is all of God's chosen are going to all of a sudden be surprised when God speaks and all of a sudden, boom, our sin is convicted of us. So this is kind of what is happening. This, so will the Son of Man, this time when it comes, is the first thing that's going to come is it's not going to be an easy, fun word. It's going to be God's naming of sin. Mm-hmm. Which is always hard. Huh, it's, but uh, that's where, is that kind of where verse 39 picks up a little bit? When it talks about they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. Right. And then they said, so too, this will be with the Son of Man. Exactly. That's... That's what he's talking about there. Now you can actually go ahead and to the cross, and uh, Peter didn't think he was going to deny him three times. So, I mean, Peter didn't know that this, and that was his flood that got swept him away, That's as well true. as the other disciples. So, I mean, Jesus is just saying, you're not going to be able to figure this out in the law, nor are you going to be able to avoid this. In fact, the law is going to make it worse for you. You will self-preserve. So even if you just use Peter as an example of... Um, eating and drinking or uh, marrying and giving marriage, that those are activities for the flesh. Peter was having his activity for the flesh when he was asked, 
do you know him? And he says, I don't know the man. Yeah, trying to preserve mm-hmm. himself. Self-preservation. Yeah, himself. And this is yeah. just, and he, has, he has to be apocalypsed by it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, we continue. Then two will be in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Uh, two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken, one will be left. And then we hear, keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. So it, again, it's calling to mind the sort of suddenness of it, yeah, the mm-hmm. yeah, unexpectedness of it. That uh, yep. they're the women are going about their right their life, tasks, their, yeah. their tasks. They're and, going about the day to day tasks, and this is kind of a unnerving part of the text. Yeah. Is yeah, it is. Um, people are like some people are going to be in, and some people are going to be out. Yeah, and. Yeah. God plays favorites, and there's the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know. Well, I feel like verse 40 is kind of where it shifts to where people can start to see this as a prescription. Yep. And especially verse 42 on. Right. It, because if it hadn't been for Luther House and what I've learned here— that's absolutely, I mean, even now, I know that's not right, but even now, our initial read through, it was like, it's so frustrating because it's like, all right, what is it saying? Right. What is it trying to communicate with us? Well, it sounds like it's going to happen in the future, too. Right. That, exactly. it's like, yep. that this is some sort of like left behind yep. thing that will be some future judgment and half the people will go to the rapture and the other half will be stuck on earth, whatever. Right. Right. That's not necessarily what they're saying here. That's, that's not necessarily what they're saying. In fact, that isn't what they're saying. It's Jesus talking before the cross happened. This is why it's so important to have the whole of Scripture in your head. And remember, we've talked about in the Old Testament, it's all, he's coming, he's coming. The New Testament, here he is for you. That's the way we summarize both of these. Now, why can we do it that way? And why can we read this text not as, hey, better watch out, better not cry, get your ducks in a row, Jesus is going to come again. No, you read it as, the Apostle Paul, who was the Jew and knew this stuff very well, said, you have already died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that is the, you know, so that's what we're reading here is Christ came. And this is exactly what Peter preached at Pentecost. Mm-hmm. You killed Christ. Mm-hmm. So this is what Jesus is saying. On the day that the Son of Man comes, which is the day that he's revealed in the cross and your sin is exposed... On that day, some will be like, there's Jesus the Messiah. Others will be like, I don't know the man after the cross and he comes and forgives. And so this is kind of what he's saying. This is the way his kingdom works. So how do we work within that? Well, this is, this is that keep awake part. So let's just do 41, keep awake. So keep awake is um, um, more like be alert. That is to say, have your attention there. It's not um, try to keep your eyes open, but just kind of be, pay attention here. Why? Because the word is going to be breaking in on you. And what's the word going to be doing? Well, it's actually going to be what we call parousing you. That is to say, it's a, an arrival. And that word was um, above in, so too will the coming of the Son of Man. That is a parousia. And parousia is the breaking in of Jesus' kingdom, the breaking in of God's kingdom. And so when the Son of Man's kingdom comes, it is going to actually shape you, change you, kill you, and make you alive all in one fell swoop. And so this is what Advent is reminding us. When Christ 
advented into the world, he changed things. And it was the end of time, so to speak. That is to say, it was no longer was the law going to be the final word over things. And so that's part of what we're talking about here. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you must you also must be ready for the son of man is coming at an unexpected hour. Right. It just So Jesus is like a thief. It's so confusing. Yeah. It's so confusing because it's like don't be aware or don't be ready, but then it says but be ready. But here's the beautiful thing. <laughs> What's it, what's it mean to call Jesus a thief? It means he's not in the law. Mm-hmm. And oh. he's doing something illegal. That's, he's doing something outside the that's law. That's true. Yeah, that's And a so good point. It's, it's not going to be in a predictable or you can't even, which is why you don't even want to read like be prepared or um, stay awake mm-hmm. in the law. Mm-hmm. You know, because... You're not preparing for some dinner party where Jesus is your guest. Right. It's not, it's not, you're not going to, it's going to surprise you. It is like a thief in the night. It's outside the law, unpredictable, which is, by the way, what happened to you in your baptism. It's what happens to you when you receive the Lord's Supper. It's what happens to you when you hear a sermon. It breaks in on you. And so... Advent is basically Christmas morning as well as Easter morning every day, right? Mm-hmm. This is the new sermons breaking in on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this is part of then why on verse 44, you know, or you say he would have stayed awake. That is, he would have tried to keep it happening. But then verse four, therefore, you must also be prepared. Well, again... This preparation actually happened to you in your baptism. Mm-hmm. This preparation happened to you in your promise. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you don't want to make Jesus the elf on the shelf, who's kind of a new Moses and all that kind of stuff during the season of Advent. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just want to make sure that he is the one actually that already delivered the gifts. And so he actually came and brought this to you. And mm-hmm. so the preparation is actually just pay attention to what he's doing. And it's an unexpected hour. It's outside the law. Mm -hmm. And so there's no one knows. And so this is a constant repetition, the word no throughout this text. It's not something you can do or something you prepare for. It's actually something already done. So Advent's a celebration. This is how Jesus came in, surprised everybody. Everybody went, oh, what a joy. It's like Christmas morning when you open up the present. wasn't what you expected. Hot diggity dog, Jesus. is the same thing. You know, it's not what we expected. We expected, you know, the law to come to bear. And on that note, we've reached the end of this week's episode, my friends. Thank you to Dr. Chris Krogan for teaching us how Jesus is like a thief. He's not in the law. He's doing something outside of the law, something illegal. And since it's outside of the law, we can't prepare for it. It's unpredictable. How should we prepare? Our preparation happens when you were baptized, when you received the Lord's Supper, and when you hear a sermon. It's God's kingdom breaking in on you. That's what Advent is, a celebration of what Jesus has already done for us. Luther House of Studies' mission is to strengthen Lutheran leadership and ministries for the proclamation of the gospel. 
we wouldn't be able to serve current and future ministry professionals, as well as members of the church, without the generous support of people just like you. If you or your congregation is interested in sponsoring an episode of Scripture First, please send Sarah Stenson an email at sarah at lhos.org. That's sarah at lhos.org. You can find her email in the show notes or find more information about supporting Luther House of Study at lutherhouseofstudy.org. Thanks again for joining us this week. Remember, Christ is coming like a thief. We'll see you next time on Scripture First.